0: If I get into a brokerage and I, they're not delivering on their promises, I'm not gonna waste my time trying to convince them to keep their word. That's not a good use of your time. You're just, you're fighting an uphill battle. So I'm just gonna be like, no problem. That's how you run it here. I'm good. I'm out. You're supposed to make decisions on what's best for the business, not what's best for people's impression of what you should be doing for your business. Complacency is bread. For any company that gets used to having someone, but the growth is someone will pay more to get someone of value that they don't have versus someone will oftentimes not pay enough to keep that person.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Agent Podcast with your host. That's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Agent Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Robert Bean, coming to us out of Murfreesboro, hope I said that right, Tennessee. Robert, welcome to the show, man.
0: Man, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you're here, man. So let's dive into it. Why real estate? Yeah, um, so highest impact.
0: That's the what I look for in my life. I'm a Christian first, and so it's always about how do you make the biggest positive impact in people's lives? Um, I had a really unique set of skills. Probably a handful of people in the world. Actually, you might know a couple of them, and you you might know how rare these skills are. I used to negotiate contracts and do business development for billion dollar companies. And then I I saw those companies doing horrible things, brought those things to light, thinking the company would do something about it. They brushed it under the rug and terminated their contract with me. And I said, oh, so I said, okay, God, I have this crazy unique set of skills that very few people in the world have, what am I supposed to do with this? What the heck? Like, what is, what is all this information for? Cause I don't, I don't want to keep making these billion dollar companies more money if they're going to act like this. And so it was like, I, I got this, this sense of like, go directly to the people then go directly to the people you want to serve, cut out the middleman basically. And so real estate was the place where I felt like my unique uh, set, a set of skills and my background was where I could make the biggest impact in their lives.
1: Okay, so that's awesome. Without name dropping, let's go back for a minute. Like, what is your background? I know you talked about sales and business development, but how did you get there? (laughs) Did you go to college? Did you go to school of hard knocks? What, What was that path for you? I know, right? I love this. I actually love telling this because it's like so counter what people usually
0: think. I I do not have a degree in business, finance, or anything related. I went to a university and a college at the same time for one semester each and then dropped out because I personally felt that they were a total waste of time. I don't think, I'm not saying all, I'm saying for me, when they were telling me to do like things that were not relevant to the topic and the goal that I was trying to accomplish, simply because I had to have a certain amount of credits. I was like, so I'm paying you to teach me things that I don't want to learn just to meet your standard. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to just not spend that money and not spend that time and just go do those things then. And so I think- that makes me
1: so happy. I love this, man. Keep going.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I was 13 or 14 when I dropped out of the the college uh, program that I was in and when started doing my own things. So
1: I've had- 13 or 14? Like literally 13 or 14.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the oh. first one I started at. Um mom, if you're listening, you can correct me. I think it was I think I was 13 or 14 when I went and took the entrance exam for that. Uh I failed the math side. They wanted me to have like algebra 2 or something and I was like none of this is relevant to what I'm doing. That's why I didn't study for this. But I aced everything else that's actually relevant and they're like, "No, you still have to go take these extra math classes." And I'm like, For what? (laughs) Like, I'm not gonna do anything with this. Why? (laughs) Anyway, um, so I've had two or three jobs uh, my whole life. I was fortunate to be raised by parents who uh, did not spoil me. Um, well, they spoiled me with wealth of knowledge. They said, "We'll provide your essentials. Uh, You want anything else? Figure it out. Make deals, make bargains, get jobs, whatever you want to go. Like, you want to buy a computer? Awesome. Build it." Or go get a job to where you can pay to buy one. And so it pushed me to always think differently than most kids who just, they hope someone will give it to them. Grandma, mom, dad, friends, birthdays, holidays. My parents were like, why are you waiting for someone else to bring you what you want when you could just go figure out the way to get it yourself? And like it was just, it was so, I hated it at the time. It was awful. Cause I'm like, well, Robbie just got a new bike for his birthday. And <laughs> my parents were like, why are you waiting for your birthday? <laughs> like, go, go get that bike then like, go do it. So anyway, how did I get into the the business development is that um, I was, uh, I used to be the face of a lot of conventions across the U S and so um, I had a a uh, billion dollar company approach me and say, we'd love for you to be the face of our company. And so once I got inside the company, and this is like anything else in business, you know, you start to see a lot of things. And if you have a mind for fixing and solving, you can't help it. You don't stay in your lane. You should, but you don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, then I started true.
0: yeah, I started to to meet with the lawyers of the companies, the people who were contract negotiators who didn't know the first thing about contracts or negotiations, not the lawyers, but the people who were doing the negotiating. I said, well, have you thought about this? Have you tried this? You know what? Just let me talk to them. And then I would start to secure these deals and these contracts. I mean, even I can say this, I helped them get a One of these companies get a deal with Netflix when Netflix actually despised this company. Um, They had a, they messed up in the past. And then I helped repair that bridge. Um, and so I literally negotiated and talked my way into these positions by just proving that
1: I could do it. And so that's honestly, that's, that's how I got into those, those positions. That. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll yeah. we'll talk about the whole 13, 14 year old thing on another episode. Man. Like I'm <laughs> trying to hear more about that. So you chose real estate for impact. How did you choose your first brokerage and who are you with right now?
0: Yeah. So I feel like it, most most of my career, most of my life, I've always done counterculture things. You get a lot of flack if you switch brokerages a lot. Everybody judges you for it. They call you wishy-washy. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm still selling a lot of homes and serving a lot of clients that are happy and don't even know what brokerage I'm at. So I don't really care what my peers think. I really don't. If, if I get into a brokerage and I, they're not delivering on their promises, I'm not going to waste my time trying to convince them to keep their word. That's not a good use of your time. You're just, you're fighting an uphill battle. So I'm just going to be like, no problem. That's how you run it here. I'm good.
1: I'm out. And Can we I'm stay all- on that point for a moment? Yeah. Well, and ultimately, if they're not doing it, you can't make them do it and they're going to continue not to do it. So why push uphill, right? Why? You're supposed to make decisions
0: on what's best for the business, not what's best for people's impression of what you should be doing for your business. Um, and, and, and you know, if you really want to get into it, statistically, people who switch jobs, switch brokerages every few years, they oftentimes will end up outperforming. Of course, switching for the right reasons. You know, There's a lot of factors. But the point is, is that complacency is bred for any company that gets used to having someone. Right. But the growth is someone will pay more to get someone of value that they don't have versus someone will oftentimes not pay enough to keep that person. And so for me, it's just what's best for the business, no matter how much I like the brokerage, no matter how much I like the people, what's best for the business, because it's not about me. It's about the clients. It's about the agents that I'm supposed to be helping. So if I let my emotions get in the way, I'm depriving them and I'm essentially lying to their face. Oh yeah, I'll care for you. I'm going to do what's best for you, but I'm also going to be complacent and not do those things. Ooh, no, thank you. Um, So first brokerage, Keller Williams. Um, Had a great experience. Really uh, appreciated the time I had at Keller Williams. Um, uh, Started there, moved to... Oh, geez. Uh, I'm trying to remember what was next. I think it was was Parks, which is a big local brokerage here in Tennessee. And then I think it was Compass. And then a really cool brokerage that's up and coming called Simply Home. And then eXp. How long
1: have you been at eXp now? Four months, five months. So four months. So tell me about eXp because you're a team leader, right?
0: Yeah. Yep, yep. So I I am a team leader for for one of the largest top producing teams in the world. We do 250 million, 300 million a year. So that equates to thousands of homes, um, depending on price point, of course. But yeah, um, that equates to usually one or 2,000 homes, depending on price points in the market and uh, fiscal year and all that. But um, yeah, EXP was the place where I felt I could build what I wanted all along I've been pursuing, I'm a, I'm a giver at heart. Um, I love helping people, I love serving people, I love honoring people. Again, you know, going back to my beliefs, um, I'm a Christian and like, you know, regardless of what you believe who made arguably the biggest impact in the world, Jesus, how did he do it? Was it by being a show off? Was it by being rude? Was it by, no, he just went out and helped people and he knew that the right people would align with that. And it would attract the right people, and so I was like, "Well, I mean, he's made a pretty big impact. Maybe let's try that strategy, right?" <laughs> and so, and so that's what I that's what I do. I just go pour into people, and I help them, and I serve them, and I honor them. There's no gimmicks. There's no hidden paywalls. But at the end of the day, I have a family to provide for. I have agents to provide for. A team to run. So monetary uh, monetary gain is important. And so we we were trying to build this free coaching program. Um, for agents where they could get basically all the benefits of a team without having to have team splits and fees and um, we tried it at a bunch of different brokerages my partners and I, Jay Kinder number two at Coldwell Banker in the world uh, Michael Reese, top 10 at KW in the world, Brad Vanderwall, number one REMAX team in the world we all tried to see if we could do it at our brokerages because why not right, like they all have different models, let's, let's test it out but the monetary gain wasn't there. And so we still ended up having to do things we didn't want to do. But because EXP pays their revenue share based off gross commission, we found that we could actually give everything for free like we wanted. And because we're top producers and we're actually good at what we do, the agents statistically do better. And because they're doing better, EXP is paying a percentage of the split that they have with that agent to us. And so we were able to do it finally. And so now agents are able to get 10 to 15 coaches from us every single week for free. Um, it, it really, it's, it's pretty incredible, to be honest. Uh, there's moments where I get super emotional because I'm like, I've been trying to do this for so long and there was just never a model that allowed me to do it effectively.
1: Right. So now the next struggle is getting the agents to actually utilize that and yeah. implement everything that they can possibly learn
0: yeah and so you know part of the way we're addressing that because that's a huge problem, any agent uh, agent agent brokerage, agency, it doesn't matter. it's people, right um, It's just people, right. So what we've started to do is create micro leaders. instead of one leader meant to lead everybody and and help everybody, we have shared leaders. We have the 10 to 15, which we're working on getting 30 coaches. We have marketing partners that now have their licenses at eXp with us, but they just sell their marketing services, but now they often will give it for free for the agents that partner with them. So we have these people coming in with these incredibly unique niches and they're isolating and saying, hey, you want to you learn how I make hundreds of thousands of dollars from Facebook groups? Great, go to Robert and he will teach you how to do that. And so then we're we're focusing on things that people are passionate about. And when you're passionate about it, you're more than likely going to show up for the training. You're more than likely. So let me give you a great example. And I bet you know this. When a star company that has thousands of people does a live Zoom call, they'd be lucky to have 20 people on it. We both know this. Would you agree?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: We average 120 people a week at our live calls. It's great. It's unbelievable. And you know that that's impressive. And I think part of it is because we're, we're trying to relate to their passions Mm -hmm. and what they care about versus us just kind of indoctrinating them with our vision and forget about us. Don't even worry about us. What do you want? What are you trying to do? How's this relevant to you? Um, And so we're seeing higher activity, higher showing uh, rate, show up rates. And then we're again, micro leaders. So like Let's say on a traditional team, brokerage, or even eXp downline, here's what normally happens. And you can disagree or agree with me or give me your thoughts. Um, you get your celebrity at the top, whether that's just a team leader or a celebrity agent or just your, your broker. And then you kind of just get the trickle down effect. Whatever they give you, you get. That's not wrong, but that's. would you agree that's pretty much how it works?
1: Yeah, it's you a reality. You get what they get. Yeah. Not right or wrong. It's just the reality.
0: Exactly. It, it, you just You just get what you get. And there's nothing wrong with that because there are great benefits to a lot of those. But when you spread it out and you go and take someone like yourself who has a unique set of skills and we go, you know what? Instead of you just trying to become another number in our downline, what are your strengths? And do you want to share them? And we put you on a platform to where you get to go and share what you're passionate about. So not only do we help you develop your passions, but we help put you in a platform to share those passions. Well, when you're sharing it with other people, you're more committed to it.
1: Yeah, it fuels you.
0: Exactly. And so we're getting random people who are like, I've been in real estate 10 years and I figured out how to do bank foreclosures in Southern California like nobody else. Great. Let's Let's build you a course. Let's put you on a platform and let's grow you. Holy crap. That's freaking awesome. And they're more passionate and excited than
1: ever. That's cool. I love that. What a great story. (laughs) Empowering people, man. Yes. Yeah, man. It's been pretty awesome. I love that. That's cool. So uh, tell me, well, wait, hold on. I got to go back to your Facebook page. Aspiring congressman. What's this all about?
0: Um. So I've always been involved in politics. And when I say involved, um, just consciously aware and trying to learn and research. And I've always felt that there was a calling to go and bring transparency to certain aspects. Everybody says they're going to do it. And then um, a couple do it. But I really try hard to not be biased. I know I have biases, of course. But I try really, really hard. Like I literally have a book just so you can see it. No else see it, but it's called We're All Liars. And I, I really believe in honesty. And so I call myself out all the time, even if someone doesn't. It's actually kind of funny sometimes. And so I look at a lot of problems going on in politics and I go, man, I just wish there was someone out there that was willing to say, hey, Republican guy, that's wrong, but also Democratic guy, that's wrong. Now, like, here's the actual facts you need to know. This because I really think that if we had a more transparent view of what was actually
1: happening. You mean the media doesn't do its job? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane to say that. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I,
0: I, I did it. to. I wanted this so bad to the point that I even wrote a mock TV show called Both Sides that was all about an aspiring congressman of a Democratic Party, an aspiring congressman of a Republican Party, meeting together to run a podcast where they talk about all the BS of their sides. And they were just 100% transparent. Like, love you know why this is really not happening? Because that dude over there won't even meet with the dude over here. It's not because they're being, this guy doesn't want to, it's because they're not and they call out each other so that then people can make informed decisions. Because the media, let's be honest, right? It's They're there to sell something. 100%. Well, let's get someone in there who's, who has nothing to sell. And so I've always felt that calling, and I felt that um, Congress was a great way to be able to be part of the decision-making amongst the masses um, and being able to shed some light on what happens behind closed doors that, that should have some light on it but doesn't. To be honest, the goal isn't to change a bunch of laws or pass a bunch of laws. The goal is to just help people to understand what's really happening um, and then what they can do about it. Here's what you guys can actually feasibly do about
1: this situation. That's cool, man. Thanks for sharing that. It's a great vision. <laughs> we'll see what happens, right? It's a great vision, and I think you should pitch that uh, that show to Netflix.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> i've great. I've written so I've written three TV shows, or maybe four. I can't honestly remember. And so I'm, I try to do that. My goal is to build up what I'm doing now to the point where I can just fund whatever I want, sure. so I don't have to do it. And then I can go, well, Netflix, if you want, you can part with, with me. If not Hulu already said they're in and have more leverage.
1: <laughs> I love that. So tell me about your first year in real estate. Uh, first year in real estate, man. All
0: right. That one's, that one's fun too. So I'm from California, as you know, and, uh, I was working for these big corporate companies, right. Then the contract ended you know, they terminated it. They said, we're done with you. How dare you shed light on the darkness. And so then uh, my wife and I looked at each other and we said, well, um, where, where do we want to have our family be? And I had lived in Tennessee for a couple of years prior. um, And we had went, basically I had went back to California for this work. Um, And I really loved Tennessee and, and had just truly, truly enjoyed my, my time here. And, and she's from Boston and, and so we're like, well, why not Tennessee? It's it's got a lot that we we're looking for.
1: Got the Smoky Mountains.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. And and so we said, uh, let's let's move to Tennessee. So we moved to Tennessee. We moved to a new city, Murfreesboro. Um, and so we had no family, no friends, um, no job to fall back on. No Wives, database.
1: No sphere. No of database. No vendors. wife.
0: Wife was stay-at-home mom, so there was no supplementary uh, income either. We uh, not advising this, but we, we basically racked up some credit card debt. So we had as much cash saved just in case that way we, we weren't cash poor. We had debt, but we weren't cash poor. And then we just got right into it. And so I don't dog, I, I don't, I don't have gripes with any particular brokerage or anything, but I think there's a lot of expectations that are set that are not delivered on. And I think there's a lot That people don't understand about getting into real estate. So I went in to Keller Williams. Again, great brokerage. Um, I went into their Ignite program. But what I found was their Ignite program didn't actually teach me how to get leads. Yes, they told me call 10 people a day. Okay, that's great and all. But here's the thing. If you're not good at it, and if you don't have a coach that's motivating you, holding you accountable, and helping you refine your craft, you're wasting time.
1: Well, and accountability is a big part. I mean, it's a big part of life, let's be honest. but Absolutely. Especially when you are starting from zero. You're starting, starting a business that you didn't even know you were starting. You just thought you were a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And there's all these other things like accounting and tracking your mileage. And now you're talking about traditional marketing, yep. digital marketing, all these yeah. different things, right? That starts to come into play.
0: Right. And they're, so they're telling me, well, I said, well, I have 1,500 contacts in my phone. And all of them are in California. And they go, we'll call them anyway, get some referrals. And so the first day I'm, I'm calling my mom and I'm like, honestly, mom, I don't know why I'm calling you. Like,
1: who do we know in Tennessee?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, and my mom does actually know people in Tennessee, by the way. But the point was, is a referral really what I'm trying to do? <laughs> is that really the best use of my time? So I tried cold calling for exactly two weeks.
1: You were disciplined um, about it. Like literally you showed up, you cold
0: call, you yes. dialed. And, and I, I had great conversations. I wasn't a great closer because I really didn't know what I was doing, but I, I did it. And then I was just miserable, man. I didn't want to call those people. And I didn't want those people to call me. That's the truth. I'm not saying cold calling's bad. No way, man. I've got great cold callers that I work with that are amazing at what they do. And I'm just in awe, but it wasn't me. It was not my strengths. It was not my passion. And they always say, treat others the way you want to be treated. Well, that's a very customized, unique approach. Some people don't mind being cold called. Um, There are people who are like, yeah, I honestly don't mind. Or someone knocks on my door. I'm like a little annoyed, but you never know who's there. For me, when I'm hanging out with my, my wife and my daughter, I don't want people calling me. I don't, I have just that time with them. And it's way more important than anything. Anybody's probably calling about. I don't care how good it is. I don't care if they're like, I've got a secret and you're going to make an extra hundred K a year. I'm like, that's great. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, Like if if it's that important, you know, we'll set a meeting and we'll focus. So anyway, so then I said, okay, I got to figure something else out. So I developed my own strategy by uh, every week I would send 500 about 500 Facebook messages to people. I would just add them and find them and start searching, and I started going into Facebook groups and worked on that for about four months. And then of my first year, and then the next eight months of my first year, I sold about 34 homes,
1: and uh, that was my that was my first year in real estate. So, social media, right? Because that can be a very time consuming game with either a great ROI or no ROI, depending mm-hmm. upon your strategy. So you're going into groups, you're contacting people, adding them at friends. Who are these people? Are they just random people that you're like, oh, this dude works at the library in Murfreesboro. I'm going to add him and message him and see what, what this house like.
0: Yeah. So this? what I would do is I'd, I, I went to a builder again. Okay. So this is all about logic, right? People have to st- stop thinking like a consumer and start thinking. I say that as you know, think about like a consumer. They have to think like a consumer as a business owner. (laughs) Let's see if that makes sense. But basically, I had to stop thinking like, okay, I'm just going to do what everybody else is doing. Well, if everybody else is doing it and it works, then why aren't all the real estate agents rich? Why are the majority of them not? And they make less than minimum wage. Okay. So when I was looking at this, I said, okay, I could make X amount of phone calls, or I could send 500 messages and texts. And I know people have a higher response rate to those. So that's why I immediately transitioned um, into doing that. Cause I was like, I mean, I'll get results right away. I'll know who's responding or not and where it's going. So why not? But well, so um, if you're
1: sending 500 a week, let's say, and let's just average it out at hundred a day. hmm how are you breaking down that structure so that you know you're targeting, you know, whatever. Let's just say you want a one percent conversion rate, right? Right. So out of hundred people, that's one person is going to actually engage with you yeah. that day. What's your uh, targeting and strategy and approach? And I know maybe so. Here's where it for... gets good. Okay. Yeah. Go okay. So I said, okay, I'm not doing anything with these though.
0: Great. I'm starting conversations, but there's no there's no path.
1: There's no call to action. There's no map.
0: Yeah, you're a marketer. So, you know, you have to have an offer. It's not just, hey, nice to see you. And that's it. Even if they respond, if you don't go anywhere with it, it doesn't matter. So I went and partnered with a builder and I said, let me do open houses at your inventory and model homes. And they didn't care, right? And so I had to join, preface, I had to join a team to get to that builder, which is fine. I mean, it, it... I made very little money at first. This was
1: still at Keller Williams, right? Correct. Okay. Um, and so I partnered with this,
0: this builder and did these open houses. And then I was directing people somewhere. Then I was getting them in an environment to where I could gauge whether they were actually home buyers or not, whether they were even serious. If they show up, first of all, that's a huge, huge thing. And then second of all, um, if, they're, if they're talking to me while they're there, That's another big thing, right? We all know if you're not serious about buying sales, you avoid the sales guy as much as possible. No matter how nice he is, right? If you don't want to talk to him, you find a way not to talk to him. If you're just- No eye
1: contact, walk away.
0: That's right. Exactly, (laughs) right? Right. So, so that's, that's the way I did it is I started to just send those messages to get people to an event, a wine and cheese tour, a open house event, a Halloween, a giveaway. I'll try everything I possibly could. And then I would go into those neighborhoods that I was doing these open houses in. And I would um, create gift baskets for the neighbors, because if I could get the neighbors to come out and talk about how great their community was then I'm not even having to convince the clients to live here. So did
1: that become your farm area Mm -hmm. kind of organically?
0: Yeah. Multiple communities. So I went to a townhome community um, and then I went to like a single family zero lot line uh, community. Um, And, and uh, that's where I focused on the farm. And then I ended up actually being able to also list for the builder too, because I was, I was doing this work um, again, partnered with this team a great team over at uh, Keller Williams. They, they were smart, great people. And so like, I had to take it all into my hands though and do this things like I had to make all of it happen. And so I said, this is the way I'm gonna do it. And that's what we did. And my wife helped me with like cute cards and printouts and uh, things like that to make it more appealing. And I would invite lenders and I would invite, I mean, everybody, I just said, listen, Lenders buy buy houses, they sell houses. And if enough people like me and know me, I'll get sales. And so, and then again, keeping them in an environment where you're focused on the product, um, even if it's just in the peripheral, I mean, it's just a lot more productive than taking them to a restaurant, right? Like they're gonna naturally walk around the house when you're in that house. So I'm not gonna go meet with those clients and say, well, come to my my event at my brokerage. To be honest, I'm opposed to that. Nobody wants to go to a brokerage and there's not really anything productive about going to a brokerage. You have no product there to sell. The environment doesn't encourage home buying or selling because people don't even know what the point of a brokerage is, like the actual physical building, right? So then what's the point of bringing them there? Put them in an environment that encourages them to produce the results that you want. And so again, get them in a house then, get them in a house that they could buy. And
1: someone is going to buy that house.
0: (laughs) So I don't know if that made sense. It's kind of long winded.
1: No, that's awesome. And, you know, I think, I think we'll have to uh, dive into another episode about this strategy, but there's a lot of things, right? So somebody listening to this may be like, oh man, so I have to go on Facebook and I just have to, you know, direct message or friend a hundred people and then start having conversations. Like, There's things that you have to figure out like messaging and what is the outcome and what is my call to action? Where am I sending them? Are they being sent to a website? Are we giving them a date of an actual event at an open house or at a new builder or whatever it is? Like what would, I guess we'll take this in a little bit different direction. What what would you say to somebody listening already overwhelmed with the thought yeah. of everything you just threw out there?
0: <laughs> I know. So everything, so to the, to the listener, right? Everything that I had to do is because no one taught me. No one helped me. Everybody else was cold calling, just cold call or pay for leads. Well, I, I didn't have the money to pay for leads. Um, and then I I didn't want a cold call. So you don't have to send 500 messages. And in fact, Facebook will ban you if you send that many in a, a certain period of time. So so the reason why I had to do that is I had to make a bunch of excess. I had a bunch of excess fat that I had to, to cut off um, to find where the meat was, where the, where the focus should be. Because now Which I developed. That's right. That's right, and so it's just time and data. You have to collect data. I didn't. I didn't know how many messages I had to send. I didn't know which events to make. I didn't know because nobody else had, was doing it, so I didn't have data. So I had to develop my own data. And you know, you have to just have a gross amount of data, and then you refine the numbers. You refine your focus. Now, I have a whole strategy that I built that I teach for free, by the way, um, about Facebook groups, and and getting referrals and clients, and even listings from Facebook groups. And it is so much more refined and focused. It's a step-by-step process. I roughly know how many people, um, and it is nowhere near 500 messages, nowhere near. You're talking about minimal messaging, minimal comments, um, and and pretty maximum results. So uh, really, I would say, don't be overwhelmed by the prospect of it, but instead find what your strength is, what you're passionate about, find the form of communication, easiest way to find out is how do you communicate with people each day? What's the number one way? If it's texting, phone calls, Facebook messages, Facebook posts, comments, figure out the way that you're reaching out to people the most. And you've already found out your preferred method of communication. And then find someone who's doing that and learn from their refined craft. And then you'll save so much more time. You'll save money. So it's it's not as overwhelming once you do identify your
1: strengths. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's huge. Yeah. Thank you. Have you ever um, taken the Clifton Strengths Assessment? No, I haven't. I'll send that to you. It's pretty cool. I took the
0: KW. Um, I don't remember what it's called. It's, it's like two hours long. And then I've, of course, taken the... Um, I think I took the Tony Robbins one and then i don't know i've taken a few i don't
1: remember them all yeah this is completely different i'll send it to you it's i'll send you my report too and yeah and a an expert reviewing my report before he actually met me with a third party it's super interesting it's really cool okay i'm intrigued yeah thank you it's cool yeah um okay so i know family drives you Yes, and I think it's safe to say that that's what gets you up in the morning to move you forward, as well as making an <laughs> impact on people. Yeah. What is what is the one thing that you would like somebody listening to know, um, if you can pay it forward to them, whether they're an agent, um, a seasoned agent, a new agent, a broker, a lender? What is one thing that you'd like to give somebody as a gift?
0: Oh, man, I'll oh, see. I'm so glad you asked this because this is like my whole mission here um, and why I built what I built is, uh, in fact, hold on. Let me see if I. Screenshot it um, to you. Uh, no, it's an email. OK, Th- this this is about to summarize exactly what. um. Good morning. It's nice to hear from you and appreciate you reaching out. I was a little bummed out yesterday only because I was only able to watch the first 15 minutes of your training. I think it's incredible what you guys are doing. You don't find free coaching often without a catch. So thank you. Had a listing appointment a few days ago. Thanks to you and your team's encouragement. I went for it. It will be my first listing. I was so nervous. I've only worked with buyers, but guess what? I got the listing.
1: Man, that's awesome.
0: She doesn't owe us a dime. She's not part of our expensive coaching program. She's not even under me at eXp in the downline. The difference is, yes, I want to grow. I want to make more money. Who doesn't? But it's okay because I'll help you or I'll plug you into people who will help you or I'll connect you to resources, even if we never work together. And so I guess my thing is, and I say this all the time is, now that you know me, You're not on an island alone anymore. And and you can absolutely reach out to me. And and I don't care if you're a brand new agent or you have a brokerage of hundreds or even thousands of agents, I will pour into you. I will connect to you. I will support you. I'll give you whatever I feasibly can. Um, And I genuinely mean that because we help thousands of agents regardless of what brokerage or team they're on. So I know that's probably not exactly um, what people say, but it's, no, it's I love that. truly what I mean. And I think that's
1: incredible, you know, man, <laughs> like, you know, good for you and good for everybody else in the world that can benefit from this. This is incredible. Well, thank you. I try my best. So, uh, where can these guys find you? What, where, what, what's the best way to get in touch with you or look you up or see what you have going on?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm constantly fluctuating on how many, um, friends I can have on Facebook you know, I'm always hovering around that 5,000 mark. But if there's room, please send me a friend request on Facebook, Robert Bean. It's a picture of my daughter and myself. Um, I don't think I've changed it in a long time. Um, Probably won't either because she's beautiful. And friend request me, if not, send me a message. I do check my message requests because I get hundreds of messages a week. That's a great way to connect with me. Um, I will be launching a youtube channel soon but i don't have up and running so i don't want to give something that might end up changing so honestly facebook is one of the best ways Um, if you're in tennessee i have a local facebook group called realtors helping realtors tennessee Um, it's all about us helping each other in our local communities and backyards and supporting one another Um, so if you're in tennessee let's connect there and then of course every tuesday we do free coaching uh, for anyone and everyone. And for those that are worried, we do not even talk about eXp. Um, we don't mention it. It's not we, a recruiting session. No, no, we we don't recruit. What we do is we give and the right people say, wow, you've given me more than I've ever gotten. I'm in. That's what happens. We That's just cool. keep living it. So uh, every Tuesday we do free coaching. Just send me a message. I'll get you. I have to manually put you in um, to get you for the free, free coaching. And we have thousands of agents in that. Um, so I would love to connect with you there. So those are the two best ways, Facebook and the the free coaching.
1: I love it. Robert, this has been awesome, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your dedication. Thanks for all you do. Oh man.
0: Thanks for having me on. This is, this was such a cool experience. I love the questions that you ask. I love the mission mission that you have. Um, and it sounds like I need to interview you at some point because of your background and all the incredible things you've done.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. We'll do it again, man. We'll do it again. We can we can do it in reverse. That's cool. That'll be fun. <laughs> I love it. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here, and we'll see you on the next one.